welcome back to the Block Hash Podcast, episode 334. Today, it'll just be you and me. Um, I'm going to be talking about the Hinman documents that were unreleased, unsealed by Judge Annalisa Torres. Now, these documents have until, I believe, June 13th, until the SEC can file an appeal on the documents either coming out, what could be redacted, what could be shown. And these will be very important in terms of determining whether or not uh, Ripple XRP is a actual security or not in the cryptocurrency space, as well as whether or not other cryptocurrencies are securities. Now, why is that the case? This is the case because in the Hinman documents, you have people like uh, the former director for the SEC admitting that cryptocurrencies like Ethereum are not considered securities. And this contradicts the stance that the SEC currently has where they can't really give any clear guidance or idea as to whether or not anything in the crypto space, including Ethereum itself, you know, is considered a security or it's considered property or if it's considered a commodity or if it's considered money or if it's considered anything else. So we're going to talk about that a bit today and dive into some of those details. We're going to read this article from uh, Finbold talking about the update as of today. So to give a little bit of context, uh, Ripple scored a major win again with Judge Annalisa Torres denying the motion by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission to seal the controversial Hidman documents. The court has approved the postponement of their publication until June 13th. As it happens, the documents which contain a speech by former SEC Division Director William Hinman delivered at a 2018 summit where he reportedly stated that Ethereum and Bitcoin were not securities. We were initially rumored to have known that this was revealed on June 6th based on the timeline from an earlier court order. Now, specifically, the court order from September 9th of 2022 stated that both parties had exactly 21 days after the sealing uh, ruling to file public redacted versions of the related summary judgment documents so they can cross out like certain information or people or individuals in those documents that they don't want shared publicly. Um, as defense attorney James K. Fallon explained, June 6th was the expected date for these revelations as the judge ruled on the matter on May 16th. However, Philon shared a joint request by both Ripple and the securities regulator in which they asked for a one-week extension until June 13th of 2023 to file public redacted versions of cross motions for summary judgments and accompanying exhibits, which includes the Hinman materials, as he stated in a tweet on May 19th. As he later confirmed, the judge had approved this request, which the parties filed in light of the voluminous nature of the materials and redactions, as was the case with the previous expert testimony motions dubbed the Daubert motions, which were significantly less voluminous, the letter states. According to Pro Ripper, Pro Ripper, Pro Ripple lawyer John Deaton, the Hinman email release will contain, among other things, comments from Brett Redfern, the SEC's director of the Division of Trading and Markets, who told Hinman that this speech is going to lead to more market confusion, as Deaton told Fox Business journalist Eleanor Tourette. Um, earlier, Ripple's chief legal officer, Stuart Alderati, highlighted a U.S. Supreme Court opinion arguing that legal teams and courts should adapt factors from old cases to fit the evolving legal landscape, which he said aligned with Ripple's argument suggesting that the interpretation of the Howey test needed to fit the common law framework. We're going to talk about all of this 
in just a second, I just want to finish reading through this to give everyone like full context of where we're at so far in the case. Now, more recently, he shared a Supreme Court decision from 1976, which got attention in the previous week in which the SEC had said that art lithographs, even when sold for investment, were not securities when there are no post-sale contractual obligations from the seller in favor of the buyer. There's a whole tweet on that as well. You can find that under Stuart Alderati's Twitter account. In the meantime, the token at the center of this lawsuit is XRP. As we all know, it's been trading around 46 cents. Uh, it has made some higher highs closer to 50 cents and some. it's been lower around the 30 cent range. You know, over the past couple months, it's been fluctuating quite a bit. So I want to talk about a couple things here. So obviously with the Hinman documents, the importance is that they highlighted William Hinman, the former director, that Bitcoin and Ethereum were not securities. You know, and this is a really important thing to bring into this case because they're judging not just, you know, what the, the actual chair is saying right now for the SEC. They're also, you know, considering what is the overall stance of the SEC and what has that stance long been over the last few years. Um, and the SEC, you know, in these emails, in these communications and in the Hinman speech, talked about it very specifically, as well as other members within the SEC at the time and what they believed they considered a security and not a security. So this will add a lot of weight to the case and help Judge Torres come to a final um, conclusion on how to rule on this. And some of the supplementary things that were filed, you know, asking to look at old Supreme Court cases, you know, there are other things out there that have been sold for profit that are contractual and non-contractual. Um, that are tied to a company, to a, tied to a stock, things that um, have value in different senses of the word that are also considered not securities. And that's what they're trying to compare XRP to. Um, and personally, I don't think XRP is a security. XRP is more of a financial tool. You know, the way they went about selling XRP to people and giving XRP out, I can see there maybe being a case there potentially. But the problem is it doesn't represent the same thing that a stock does, right? Or a futures contract or anything in those regards. It, it's its own tool, right? You use it as a utility to send money. It's not even money itself. So I think that's you know something that the courts really need to wrap their head around. And I think that Judge Annalisa Torres is trying to do right now, trying to understand you know, what really constitutes a security, you know, because the Howey's test is very old. And in, it's very outdated. It, it's meant for a system that did not, uh, that, that, is, that, that exists today, but the system we have did not exist back then. That's the problem. When you have a whole bunch of digital currencies ran by smart contracts that are decentralized, you have a token ecosystem that's very, very vibrant across multiple different decentralized blockchains. You have uh, things like DeFi and NFTs and Oracles and Ordinals and all these things coming out. Um, they all are going to have their own classifications. There are tokens in cryptos that do fit the threshold of being a security. Uh, for example, I'm not going to say who, but I've interviewed people that are creating tokens that represent stocks of private companies, as well as stocks of public companies in the stock market. Those are definitely going to be considered securities, as well as other things that are tokenizing certain assets. But at the same time, 
you know, a lot of these cryptocurrencies are utility based and serve a unique individual purpose within their ecosystem or the broader um, economic ecosystem in the world. So those are not necessarily going to be security. Some of them could be, but in the case of Ripple, where it's specifically used as an intermediary to move money, that that's that's a financial tool. It'd be really weird to regulate a financial tool like that as a security. I don't think we've ever seen that before, and I don't think the court's going to rule on that because it would set it would set a terrible precedent in the United States where it's not happening in the rest of the world. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. Be sure to um, like the video wherever you're tuning in. If you're listening on YouTube or social media. Uh, be sure to share this with someone that you think would like to learn more about what's going on in blockchain and Web3 right now. And uh, we got some great guests coming on later this week. So um, see you then. Enjoy the week. Happy Monday, guys. Cheers. Mm -hmm.